0: lock and load. This is Steve Dace. The Steve Dace Show.
1: And greetings. Happy Monday. Welcome to the Steve Dace Show. Live and on demand here on Blaze TV, radio and podcast. Steve Dace here with Aaron McIntyre, Todd Erzin. Happy Monday to all of you. Hope all of you out there watching and listening had a great weekend as well. Let us know what you think about what we think via the stevedace.com inbox. You can email the show, steve at stevedace.com. That's D E A C E. Like us on Facebook, MeWe, Gab, and Parlor. Follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. And then, of course, if you're looking for clips of the program that you would like to sample for free, hopefully share with others to help us get the word out. Go to youtube.com slash Steve Dace or rumble.com slash Steve Dace Show. Speaking of MeWe, our MeWe followers, you will be taking center stage next hour with our Monday Town Hall. It's the MeWe, Ask Me Anything Edition. That's coming up next hour on the show. We enjoy and love all of our partners on our program here. And it's a diverse group. Some just have really cool products. Um, And then there's others that have products that are very topical for the times in which we live. And that is certainly the case with our friends. Over at ExpressVPN, if you know what's going on right now, we have free speech and privacy laws that are under attack from big tech. Unfortunately, the last time Republicans had power, they did nothing about it, and so big tech is happy to use uh, the power that's been grant- that's not been granted them, but to claim it and take it anyway and use it against us. That's why me and thousands of our patriotic listeners and viewers around the country uh, choose to secure our online data by using express vpn uh, did you believe uh, that a vpn isn't for you Because you can use the internet just fine without one. Well, sadly, that's no longer true. With the recent actions taken by Big Tech to control our digital lives, um, that's why you need something like ExpressVPN. It's an app for all of your devices, including your computer, that encrypts your network data and reroutes it through a secure service. That means that uh, you can use the internet more anonymously without having your data tracked. Uh, For example, I had an email company send me a note over the weekend. Hey, don't you want an extra layer of security in case your email gets hacked? I thought, yeah, that was a pretty good idea, right? I go to click on it, and then it says, oh, by the way, uh, by, by, by submitting this information, you are agreeing to let us share your information with uh, a lot of our other sponsors and the like. I'm like, yeah, we're not going to do that, all right? That's why you want ExpressVPN, and it's not complex either. You can hook this up on all of your devices in just a matter of minutes. Uh, this is why they're number one. Uh, and they stand for your values as well. So it's time for you now to take that stance, take back your privacy at expressvpn.com slash Steve. Again, that's expressv as in victory, vpn.com slash Steve. Go there and find out how you can get an extra three months for free when you sign up at expressvpn.com slash Steve. So I mentioned next hour is our Monday town hall. At the bottom of this hour, I'm going to warn you now in advance Got to thinking about something over the weekend, and you know one of the things that 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 we earnestly try to do here on our show is to not get bogged down into whataboutism or tribalism, to try to see if there is a point to the other side's argument, and and often when we look at it, we find there's not, because. Ultimately, when we looked at their argument, if we thought it had merit, that would be our argument, right? Correct. Yeah, so but but over the weekend, just had a change of heart about a topic that I previously have dismissed on this show, including recently. And I think that we need to readdress it. I think if there's anything, those of us that are trying to conserve as Todd likes to say the the good the true and the beautiful here east of eden if there's anything that we ought to be concerned about given how timely the issue is right now it's 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 issues involving gender right yes and at the bottom of the hour we are going to take a second look a fresh look at toxic mask Ulinity and that maybe it is time we on the right come to grips with something in our midst that we have rejected for far too long but before we get to all of that here's Aaron's rundown of what happened while we were away
2: what happened while we were away, brought to you by the royal interview that shook the world. Prince Harry and Meghan Markle sat down with Oprah Winfrey yesterday for a tell-all interview. Many topics were covered, but the thing that went unnoticed by most was what the couple said about what really happened to Jeffrey Epstein. But I knew that if I do yeah, we've already given that topic more time than it deserves. Moving on, the Senate passed the latest COVID stimulus bill over the weekend. The $1.9 trillion behemoth now heads to the House for a vote this week. The CDC announced late last week shelters at the U.S.-Mexico border for illegal immigrant children can be filled to 100% capacity despite apparent concerns about coronavirus spread. The news comes as the Biden administration is dealing, or not dealing with, a massive influx of new illegal Illegal immigrants on the nation's southern border. Texas Governor Greg Abbott announced over the weekend he's deploying the National Guard to the southern border in order to stem the tide of human and drug trafficking. More on Abbott later. In New York, Democrat Senate Majority Leader Andrea Stewart-Cousins has called for the resignation of Governor Andrew Cuomo, saying in a statement, quote, we have allegations about sexual harassment, a toxic work environment, the loss of credibility surrounding the COVID-19 nursing home data, and questions about the construction of a major infrastructure project she goes on to say quote for the good of the state governor cuomo must resign in other news the group calling themselves pro-life evangelicals for biden released a statement over the weekend where they slammed the inclusion of funds for abortion in the recently passed stimulus bill saying quote we feel used and betrayed (laughs) elsewhere cnn interviewed some other disappointed biden voters They're putting that stimulus check on the back burner. They're putting the minimum wage hike on the back burner. And they're dropping bombs in Syria right
0: now. And those bombs are kind of expensive for a dude who owes me (laughs) (laughs) $2,000.
2: Texas Governor Greg Abbott has all of a sudden found some renewed vigor. He announced Friday some measures to combat big tech censorship in his state. Big Tex efforts to silence conservative viewpoints is un-American, un-Texan, and it is unacceptable, and pretty soon It's going to be against the law in the state of Texas. Abbott's announcement indicates his support for Texas Senate Bill 12, which aims to block social media companies like Facebook and Twitter from censoring conservatives. One of the leading scientific magazines in the West, Nature, published one of the first studies on the impacts of lockdown measures to mitigate coronavirus spread. The study found, quote, 98% of the comparisons using 87 different regions of the world, we found no evidence that the number of deaths per million is reduced by state." home. In other words, lockdowns and stay-at-home orders don't work, but they do kill. A recent study from Fair Health compared the mental health status of 13 to 18-year-olds from April 2019 versus April 2020. It found overdoses were up 119%, anxiety up 94%, and depression up 84%. The CDC released another crack study on the efficacy of face masks. The study broadly claims use of masks are attributed to a decrease in the rate of cases and deaths from coronavirus. Digging into the study, however, as researcher Justin Hart did, the study itself found counties with a mask mandate saw a 0.5 percent Decrease in case quote unquote speed, while counties removing restaurant prohibitions saw a 0.9% increase in case speed. In other words, masks are attributed to less than a 1% change of speed anywhere. That's within the statistical margin for error. So, why is the CDC using this amorphous term case speed instead of just comparing mask mandates to case load in those particular areas? I'll let you be the judge of that. Meanwhile, in Boise, Idaho, this happened. For those of you listening, what we're watching is a large group of people, including children, gathering around a bonfire and burning a large quantity of masks. Twitter headline, meet Secretary Pete. He's on a mission to make the transportation department cool again. Learning Chinese today, today's phrase is, that's the gayest thing I've ever heard. And finally, have deep fakes gone too far? You decide. What's interesting about Florida, and I wanted to give you a chance to talk about this, because Florida ranks 27th in the nation for per capita deaths from the virus. Some states that shut down, obviously, and and had all those mandates, New York, uh, Michigan, Massachusetts, all have higher death rates. Do you think it's possible when you look back on this that it may be that DeSantis did some things right?
0: Well, Aaron, I think it would be fair to say that Governor DeSantis did a few things right. Uh, He did a lot of things wrong, like when he didn't do everything I told him to do for the last year of slowing the spread. But I think he did a few things right. He uh, probably brushed his teeth in the morning, uh, probably uh, tied his shoes before he left the house.
2: Are there are there some things when you look at Florida that you that you think that he did get right? Oh, absolutely.
0: He had. Democrats as mayors, so that was excellent, and they did every single thing I told them to do. So that was very, very good and important for slowing the spread. And uh, of course, uh, even though a guy like Ron DeSantis maybe does a very bad job, at least you still have good old Doctor Fauci.
2: Wear the mask, sheep. And that's what happened while we were away.
1: Aaron's montage brought to you by home title lock do not get a crash course in home title theft pray that this never happens to you because it can ruin you financially here's how this crime happens the legal titles to our homes are kept online where they can be hacked cyber thieves know this they find your home's title online forge your signature on what's called a quit claim deed stating you've sold your home to them and then they take out loans against your home until all of that equity is gone and often you won't know about it till the collection calls or worse Begin pouring in and you're not protected by your homeowner's insurance or your mortgage lender, but you can be protected by home title lock. Uh, And in the unlikely event that someone gets through their protocols and you become a victim of home title theft while a member... Uh, they pledge to spend up to a quarter of a million dollars in legal fees to help restore your home's title rightfully to you. So go to HomeTitleLock.com and register your address to see if you're already a victim and then use the code RADIO for 30 free days of protection. That's the code RADIO for 30 free days of protection at HomeTitleLock.com. Coming up later today in the overtime, some interesting poll results from you in the audience we'll be talking about that in the overtime today and if you are a blaze tv subscriber good for you thank you we'll be recording the overtime right after today's live program and then it will be uploaded uh in real time for you later this afternoon to download and watch at your convenience at blaze tv.com slash dace if you're not yet a blaze tv subscriber however blaze tv.com slash dace is also where you can go to become one at a discounted rate again that's blazetvcom slash dace let's get to aaron's montage i want to i want to go back to what you pointed out about the mask study there's a phrase and and i don't know if you can do this at the last minute because i, I should have told you this ahead of time but i didn't spot this until you showed the graphic in your montage but there's a phrase in the cdc's messaging that is extremely important They use the term, and maybe this is new. I've not recalled them using this terminology in the past. And by the way, the the ratio data that Justin Hart pointed out there in Aaron's montage, that's exactly what Norway found. Norway found that they were going to have to compel 200,000 people to stop one spread. 200,000 people to wear masks properly to stop one spread. That's what Norway found. That's why they don't have, I don't think there's a single Scandinavian country that actually has a mask mandate. And by the
3: way, we didn't just like cover that a week ago. We covered that like three or four months ago when that
1: study came out. Remember last summer when uh, Senator Ted Cruz's office Uh, queried former CDC director Robert Redfield about several topics, and one of the topics was masks. If you will recall, the the study that was in uh, Dr. Redfield's answer to Senator Cruz was from, ironically, Goldman Sachs. And what Goldman Sachs found was, if we were lucky, if we were lucky, mask mandates might stop about 1% of the spread. That was right in the study that was cited by the CDC.
3: Months and months ago, yet yes. it was just weeks ago when we were told the to double mask. So yes. that's
1: fun. Well, there's a phrase in that CDC color-coded handout on masks. This is a very key phrase. Well-fitting. Well-fitting. That's a key phrase. And I'm not, I don't know if they've just started using this or they have before and I missed it. But as I was watching your montage, Aaron, when I w- looked at that graphic, which I had seen before, but as I read it again, a little more closely, that phrase sticks out. Why? Because later on, what's, let's mark the tape. What's today? March 8th. I know what you're going to say. You know what I'm going to say, right? Yes. Later on, when they give up the ghost on this. Yep. Okay and it won't be soon the the lockdown argument's over now the lockdown argument's over connecticut ended the lockdown argument last week by they're going to lift all restrictions here in a week or in about a week and a half in connecticut bluest of the blue states michigan just went to now they can you're you're at 50% capacity on things I mean, Gretchen Whitmer at this time last year wouldn't let you go buy, wouldn't let you go put seed in your yard. Oh yeah. All right. The lockdown argument's over. It's just a matter of how soon the, all these states catch up to each other. The lockdown argument's over. And what that study in Nature magazine shows is what we've told you all along: it goes where it goes, it blooms where it blooms, and and there's really nothing we can do about it. The number one place where it's spread is indoors. That's where we sent people home to that were healthy. One of the leading pre-existing conditions this targets is diabetes, which often is found in obese people, weakens immune systems. So what did we tell everybody to do? Don't go to the gym, stay home. I mean, there was, it, it, there's a reason we've never done this in all of human history. We have not quarantined the healthy. This was doomed to fail from the beginning. It's why we told you we might have been the first people in America with a platform of any magnitude to tell you. This was the dumbest decision, management decision, in all of American history. So the lockdown argument's over. It's been won. Next to the Super we just had the biggest sporting event in the country, the Super Bowl. There were fans there, huge rallies after, no super spreader event, arguably the second biggest sporting event in the country will start next week, the NCAA tournament. You're going to see fans in the stands there. The lockdown argument's over. There was another study we didn't even have time to get to, or maybe we did mention it. We just didn't get to it in depth on the show. I think, Aaron, you had in your montage, just blowing up the entire six feet versus three feet argument on social distancing. That happened last week. The lockdown argument's over. The battle will now be about masks and things of that nature. Later on, do you have that graphic for me again? Yep. Put it back up there. Later on, when they give up the ghost on this, it ain't going to be like in a month or two. I firmly believe pretty much everything in America is going to be open by June. End of June at the latest. Everywhere. Everywhere. California included. They're already telling Disneyland, yeah, you can open up again. This will be the argument the rest of the year. This and the vaccines. But the mask is, it, the mask is, will be even a more uh, terrific argument than the vaccine. Because it represents a, a level of almost religious idealism, if not even almost. But later on, whether that's in the fall of this year or next year, when they finally give up on the masks, because just like we have now with lockdowns, way too much real-time data to ignore, to continue to hold on to this, would just looks makes them look stupid, like the school chart they put out a month ago. Did I not tell you when they put the school chart out a month ago, that was the end of the lockdown argument? That would end it. That is so insulting, so obviously wrong, that they cannot defend that. Remember that? Of course. Yes. Same thing I'm telling you with this thing right here that Aaron just had up there. Put it up there one more time. When they give up the ghost on this later this year, sometime next year, they're going to say, it's not that the masks don't work. Just you idiots yep. wouldn't wear them properly because we needed to have well-fitting masks. Look at all of our studies with mannequins. Mannequins don't move. Mannequins don't breathe. We're not. These aren't, This isn't a system of crash test dummies we're 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 surveying respiratory systems which require an in and an out. Dummies don't have any of those. That doesn't tell us anything, but they're not going to admit that they were wrong on this. They're just going to say user error. It's too late now. We've reached too much herd immunity threshold. Too many seniors have been vaccinated. The cases are too low anyway. It's irrelevant. Just forget about it. They'll memory hole it. They're never going to admit they were wrong. They're going to use this phrase. In fact, I wouldn't be shocked if "well fitting" was the was their new mantra on and everything they said about masks moving forward. By the way, there's no such thing as a well-fitting cloth mask. Doesn't exist. So do they work or don't they, Steve? The the minute you touch it. it's It's the clip we had of Michael Osterholm speaking just last summer to the Chamber of Commerce in Minnesota, current COVID advisor to the president. You can't put a screen door on a submarine. It's either sealed shut, air locked, or the water gets in. And that's not even talking about the fact we still have to breathe out. But that will be their get out of jail free card will be the well fitting. Well, they're just terribly fitted. You guys didn't know what you were talking about. They won't admit they were wrong. You'll be wrong. Now let's go to this COVID relief bill. It's not a COVID relief bill. In fact, you've all heard this if you listen or watch any other conservative shows. You know what it is. This is a bailout to blue states who continue doing the stupid lockdowns bill. That's what it is. There's enough money in this bill to give each and every American over $5,000. Most of you aren't even going to get the $1,400. None of you are getting the $2,000 you were promised from Joe Biden. None of you are. Most of you will not get $1,400. Particularly those of you that live in the suburbs and join uh, dumbass groups of useful idiots like Evangelicals for Biden. <laughs> There's a name in that letter, by the way Ron Sider. Ron Sider is a long time, long time social justice warrior, fake Christian leader. He's one of the OGs of the emergent church, a battle that was going on in evangelicalism well over a decade ago. Why do I bring that up? This ain't Ron Sider's first rodeo. He wasn't just shocked to learn that Joe Biden was pro-abortion. That was one of the few coherent thoughts on any issue Joe Biden had the entire campaign. Ron Sider's a fraud Peddles, at worst, at, or at best, heterodoxy, at worst, outright heresy. And he knew exactly what he was doing. He's just trying to gaslight you now like the homosexuals in the media. Just I couldn't be more offended at his actions. Dude, you were willing to let him do those actions to you about this time last year you'd have taken any indecent proposal offered by Andrew Cuomo at this time last year. Hell, you were performing some without being asked. On camera. Ron Sider's not shocked. He's not surprised. He's a fraud. A fraud. Groups like his from the beginning were frauds. If you lined up with them or know anybody that did, they're either frauds or, frankly, too dumb to live. I have no mercy. None. Do not be deceived. God will not be mocked. You will always reap what you sow. Enjoy your reward in full. No, know, know that you are responsible for at least a few of those dead babies. Take pride in your work. Take pride in it. In fact, I can't think given this kind of work. I can't think of a better reward than pride. Now back to this COVID relief bill. I'm going to do it because I I I can't stop myself. I'm a compulsive fixer. I have to fix it. I can't stand them. They hate me. But if every Republican running for office next year is not pounding suburban voters with the message, you won't be getting, you probably won't be getting the COVID relief check Joe Biden promised you, but illegal aliens will. Congratulations. You worked hard. To not get any COVID relief from President Biden and the Democrats. But that's okay. Because white supremacist murderers like Dylan Roof will. Every single Republican running for an office. From mosquito swatter. To governor. Everywhere in America. Should be running those ads next year. In To the ground, into the ground. And you're welcome. But then again, you probably won't listen. You'll run on waste, fraud, and abuse, reform the system, and we're going to reform it root and branch. Right after I take that root and branch out of my anus. Yes, that's what you're going to run on probably instead. Okay? But, and that might be good enough. I mean, right now, gas is approaching four bucks a gallon. All right? Kids are being told, even in Mississippi, well, you know, in the fine print of the, we're going to end the mask mandate, still put a useless face diaper on your kids in the schools. You guys might just win 35 house seats next year by just showing up, frankly. I ain't gonna lie about that. But if you truly want a mandate to govern Nah, I'm not an I'm not an idiot. I'm not even gonna try that. They don't want anything like that. Kevin McCarthy thinks he's cool because he read green eggs and ham over the weekend. All right. Gentlemen, you have any thoughts?
2: Um, no, I, I actually think uh, the Republicans, namely Mitch McConnell, have taken the principled stand uh, during this fight. After all, a few days ago, Mitch McConnell uh, said that he's concerned that sending Americans checks will dissuade them from getting back to work. He didn't elaborate on which jobs those would be, but yes. that's the principled yes. stand. yes.
1: Yeah. Lots of restaurants hiring right now with fifty to twenty five percent capacity all over the country. Yeah, just adding service and uh, jobs uh, all over the fruited plain. Todd, what are your thoughts? Well, from
3: a leadership perspective, Cuomo in New York. You know how we talked about what they've done to Donald Trump, and if they'll do that to you, what do you him? What do you think they'll do to you? Well, from a progressive perspective, in terms of just being a cog in the machine, if if. Cuomo, who did everything for you on this COVID thing, is is ultimately expendable? All you little plebes out there who think you're so important, carrying water for the progressive cause, do you realize how little you are actually valued for your individual self on any level unless you are Aaron's lizard person? I mean, you have (laughs) zero value. You will absolutely be mowed down for the cause. You don't matter. And then in Texas, you know how I've mocked New Yorkers about, yeah, how do you, how do you let yourself be ruled like this? Where's that New York tough? Well, the same, Texas, like, are you really, is it going to be good enough that Greg Abbott just
1: went this weekend and found his cowboy hat and his cowboy boots? I was going to ask, you, I know tomorrow's fake news or not, but you guys, if you have a grade on Greg Abbott's attempt to feign yeah. outrage and righteous indignation, what do you think? It seems
3: like his Texas
1: drawl even got a little thicker. Like, yeah. are you just going to buy that? I was gonna maybe give it a a, a five point nine. What do you think? Mm. Too high? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I. I'm feeling gracious here. It's seventy. It's gonna be seventy degrees in Iowa. I'm in a good mood. We have to address toxic masculinity, and we will. Next. So what's your credit score? You know, most of us think anything above 700 is good. Anything below that is bad, but it's not necessarily that simple. And it is National Credit Awareness Month after all. And ScoreMaster, which is the new science in credit scores, is inviting all of you, regardless of your credit score, to experience how quickly and easily you can add the plus points you need to your credit. How many points? Well, the average ScoreMaster user adds about 60 points to their score In about three weeks or less. And and sometimes you can do this in just a few days if you know the right information. Imagine what another 60 points added to your credit score you could do. It's not just getting approved for that car, home, or business loan, but it's the amount you could save on the payment and repayment terms uh, as well. Plus... A lot of employers are looking at credit scores when doing hiring these days too. So ScoreMaster puts you back in control of your credit and your finances. Again, it's National Credit Awareness Month. Take advantage of ScoreMaster. You can sign up in one minute and see how many plus points you can add with ScoreMaster. You're in control and you control your credit score. Visit scoremaster.com Steve. Again, that's scoremaster.com Steve. Well, I thought I would, Tease this at the top of the show, just to prepare all of you that we think it's maybe time to take a second look at a topic that's largely been dismissed here among uh, those of us that work in conservative media, those of us that uh, consider ourselves to be patriots, and 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 we have dismissed it as well. But over the weekend, I had an epiphany, and I thought, you know what? Maybe those that have been warning about this. In the past few years, maybe they have a point. Today, I would like us to address and just give it a chance. Don't get immediately defensive. Dismiss it. Pull a Mike Tyson and turn off your station. Let's not be the cancel you know culture, the closed-minded. We've already got a spirit of the age movement. Willing to do that here in America. Let's be the folks, the side that's for open and free and fair debate. So give this a chance. We'll give it a fair hearing. And at the end, we'll make our own decision what we think. Because we think on this program it is time to take another look at something that may be a clear and present danger to the culture. Of course, we're talking about toxic mask-ulinity. What happens when a culture listens to weak and deceptive men like Anthony Fauci? Sadly, its citizens are uninformed, victims of flat-earth voodoo. That's why it's time, way past time, for conservatives and patriots to finally admit America indeed does have a toxic mask ulinity problem so let's address it because the only antidote to toxic mask ulinity is the truth remember as we approach the one-year anniversary of 15 days to flatten the curve uh, the original rationale given for the lockdowns was to save the hospital system from being overrun and yet check out this chart currently in america Less than 3% of all emergency room visits are for COVID-like symptoms. And only once this entire pandemic have we even been above 8%. And I'm guessing that is a heck of a lot lower than most Americans probably believe if asked the question, given the nature of the panic porn media coverage. So from the very beginning, the rationale for lockdowns that we would overrun the system with COVID patients, have there been individual hospitals? Sure, but never at any point as we approach the one-year anniversary of 15 days to flatten the curve, um, never at any point has the American hospital system been overrun because of COVID-19. It's just simply not true. Another example of toxic masculinity never forget this
2: david we're standing by for governor cuomo's press conferences daily briefing how would you contrast cuomo and president trump's handling of the crisis truth versus mendacity
0: governor cuomo um, out there day after day after day everything trump isn't honest direct brave real leadership of the kind the president of the united states should
1: have provided governor cuomo Is clearly living in a totally different reality,
2: the actual one, than the president of the United States. Governor Cuomo has become a national leader. For a lot of people, Andrew Cuomo has become the leader of the Democratic Party. He is conveying incredible strength. You spoke to National Guard troops today in a stirring speech that, if I wasn't listening carefully, I thought you were sending soldiers off to war. This has been a remarkable show of leadership by Governor Cuomo in recent days. He's providing hope but not false hope. Governor Cuomo,
0: no. I think, is, is, is one of the heroes on, on the front lines. With all of this adulation that you're getting for doing your job, are you thinking about
2: running for president? Andrew Cuomo, who has a daily television show now uh, and has become in some ways the shadow uh, president.
0: Maybe Trump is just a little bit mad that Governor Cuomo has become a kind of acting president.
2: Dealing with hardship actually makes you stronger. That's what Governor Cuomo said earlier today. That's what I'm gonna go teach my kids right now at home.
0: We can do it. We know that when you do it properly, you bring down those cases. We've done it. We've done it in New York. New York got hit worse than any place in the world. And they did it correctly by doing the things that you're talking about. Uh, Maybe we enlist you. I'll do it with you. We'll do an ad telling New Yorkers it's safe to take the vaccine. To uh, to you know, put us together. We're like the uh, modern day uh, De Niro and Pacino. You can be whichever whichever you want. You can be the De Niro <laughs> or Pacino. Fauci and Pacino. Cuomo. I'll give you a fun boy. Who, who do you want to be, De Niro or Pacino? Which one do you want I to? Love be? <laughs> you? I love
2: them both. I love them both. I
0: don't want to insult <laughs> one or the other. If I say one, I don't want to hurt the feelings of the other. Yeah. So
1: one. Who's the politician? <laughs> Indeed, as you are reminded of all those orgasmic outpourings from Cuomo-sexuals, never forget this. Andrew Cuomo sent thousands of American grandparents to their deaths, thousands of them. Don't ever forget that. No matter what else will come out or will be said, I believe we are now up to five sexual abuse or harassment allegations against Andrew Cuomo. And as heinous as that all of it is, never ever forget, however the thousands of dead he is responsible for. This is what what toxic masculinity does to a people. Unfortunately, not even the picture of vigor and robustness that is the President of the United States, Joe Biden, is immune to toxic masculinity. Look what happens when he listens to the likes of Fauci Just a couple of months ago, the president saying, quote, things are going to continue to get worse before they get better. He said that back on January the 21st, since January the 21st, since he said that, assuming he's listening to Dr. Fauci, cases have gone down in America 71.3%. That's, that's a lot. And that would be the exact opposite of it's going to continue to get worse before it gets better. And then there's the masquerade. Check this out. A worldwide survey by the University of Maryland has tracked mask wearing over time. Here's the results that they found for the UK where Boris Johnson, the prime minister there, has been unfortunately infested with a devilish case of toxic masculinity. And you compare the UK with Sweden. Over the fall and summer and what you find is that the UK when you look at the data the UK has done demonstrably worse than Sweden despite the fact that it reports mass usage up to 80% in the United Kingdom and in some places in Sweden mass usage is in the single digits and doesn't even come up to 20% of course if masks save lives Why don't they save lives let's look at our own country for example um as we move to this next one things like universal mask wearing uh honestly i mean that is just completely contrary to the science as well as common sense to think that you must wear a mask when you're in the middle of a desert when you're in your car alone driving when you're bicycling through uh you know uh saint james park uh you know this this kind of stuff is nonsense Is it nonsense? Is Dr. Scott Atlas from Stanford University, is he correct? Well, this survey shows results of American mask usage uh, alongside the ebbs and flows of COVID cases here in the United States. As you can see, our maskful obedience, um, it did absolutely nothing uh, to stop the epidemiological curves of coronavirus. American mask usage is there. That's the dotted line on the graph. And as you can see, Cases went down, went up, and went down, no matter what we did. Now, weirdly, Texas and Mississippi were criticized by Fauci and others filled with toxic masculinity, including the governor of California, Gavin Newsom, uh, for daring to end their mask grades. Yet, how does Governor Gavin Newsom explain this? This is um, deaths per 100,000, worst states in the country, Los Angeles, even though it's a county, is included because if it was its own state, it would be amongst the top 10 most populous states in the union. And there you can see just not even California as a whole, but Los Angeles County, despite 11 months now of some form of lockdown and masquerade, one of the worst death rates in the country. By the way, you'll notice there's not a state listed there that you've heard quite a lot about. There's a missing state, the state of Florida, not on that list, because you've been lied to about Florida. Since January the 30th, senior cases have gone down 71% in the state, 71%. Senior hospitalizations in the state of Florida are down 80%. That should be celebrated. No? How about numbers like these? 40 states have suffered a higher COVID mortality overall than Florida, which again is in the top three for population and in the top two for elderly population. 40 states have a higher rate of cases per capita since Florida reopened on September the 25th of last year. 36 states show a higher increase in all-cause mortality year over year from 2019 to 2020. And then there was that, of course, super spreader event known as the Super Bowl. They, had, they held down there in Tampa a little over or almost exactly a month ago. Tampa Bay health officials who were threatening to put the maskless in jail a month ago now admitting Super Bowl was not any kind of a super spreader event. Finally, here's a story being largely ignored by the media that also lies to you about Florida, which is odd because it comes from a place where a lot of the media folks live. Effective March 19th, Connecticut, one of the bluest of all the blue states. Part of the tri-state area, New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, that was the hardest hit overall, overwhelmingly, by COVID. Connecticut is lifting all capacity limits on restaurants, retail, libraries, personal services, indoor recreation, gyms, museums, offices, and houses of worship on March 19th. All COVID social distancing restrictions are lifted in the blue state of Connecticut. Funny how you're not hearing more about that. I mean, a lot of the media people live there. As we approach the one-year anniversary of 15 days to flatten the curve, isn't it finally time, my fellow Americans, to rid our culture of this toxic mask once and for all, it is painfully clear that straight white males in power like Anthony Fauci Cannot be trusted. Straight white males like Anthony Fauci have wreaked enough havoc. Look at the pain toxic masculinity has inflicted upon our children. In the last year, overdoses, 119% increase, anxiety, a 94% increase, depression, an 84% increase. Once and for all, conservatives and patriots can no longer ignore toxic masculinity there are too many straight white males in positions of power and this white power structure needs to be removed dismantled destroyed starting with anthony fauci todd your thoughts
3: allow me to narrow the funnel just a little bit more straight white christian males because Vichy French told me this weekend in his column that white evangelicals are the ones in Jesus's name who need to be wearing masks more than anybody else. The cult of not doing so is apparently particularly uh, your problem and Aaron's problem. So can you guys get on that? Apparently, us Catholic. However, Fauci's Catholic. Um, yeah, okay. that's a you problem. Yeah, we're more dos.
1: We, we essentially we're all terrible. Yes, exactly. We're all just terrible. Right? Yes. That's the message here is we're all just irredeemable deplorables, right? Masks are the new what would Jesus do ring? Yes, yes. Um Jesus would wear a mask. Actually, he would um heal the people who were sick. Tell them the truth. Tell him, Isn't that what he did? Didn't he? Did he didn't he heal the people? Did he tell the lepers wear a mask? Or did he heal lepers? I'm pretty sure that he healed people, right? And is that guy really wearing
3: a penguin mask? Like he's telling us he's a Batman villain? Is that really what I'm watching?
1: The symbolism here. Let's face it. Anybody, and I mean anybody, who watched that interview last night with Oprah and the fake, white, woke, defrocked uh, British royal couple believes in double masks. Uh, the, uh, the correlation of those who watched that last night and those who believe in yes, double mask, what would you say the percentage is? I'm going to give Hi. you an over-under of 80. Hi. You taking the over or the under? I'm the robot in Rogue One. Hi. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Aaron, Tiger King was more dignified than that thing. Yes,
1: I completely agree. Once and for all. See, I told you. Just bear with me. Give it a chance. It's okay sometimes to look at the other side of the argument. Sometimes they have a point. There are apparently too many straight white males in positions of power, wreaking havoc with toxic masculinity. And the most powerful straight white male of them all, Anthony Fauci, would be Exhibit A. Back with Hour 2 next. back with hour two live and on demand here on blaze tv radio and podcast steve dace here with totters and aaron mcintyre and all of you let us know what you think about what we think email the show steve at stevedace.com that's d-e-a-c-e like us on facebook MeWe, which we'll be taking center stage here in a moment, Gab, also Parlor, which is the one place you'll be able to know for sure. You're going to get all of our COVID panic porn pushback. We try to get it out there to as many places as we can, but parlors, is the one place we can guarantee you you're always going to be able to find it. So follow at Steve Dace on Parlor and of course at Steve Dace show on Twitter and then if you're looking for clips of the show that you would like to watch for free and then hopefully share with others to help us get the word out go to youtube.com/stevedace or rumble.com/stevedaceshow and the last name is d e a c e for those of you that enjoy the podcast we appreciate you please though show your appreciation for us if you would mind leaving us a five star review smashing the subscribe button whichever podcast platform you prefer the more of you that continue to do that the more it helps the podcast to grow and we want to thank the thousands upon thousands of you that have done those two things for the program already and i mentioned me we will take center stage it's time for the monday town hall so, Ask Me Anything addition. Our friends over at MeWe will get to ask the questions that I'll be answering here uh, for the final hour of the show as selected by Todd. I've not seen these questions. Aaron will be putting me on the spot here in a matter of moments. But first, I need to tell you that our Monday Town Hall brought to you by our friends over at Keeps. You've got a million reasons to be stressed out these days, right? Well, stressing out about male pattern baldness and receding hairlines no longer has to be one of them. The good news is Keeps can help both of those things. Keeps offers the same doctor-recommended FDA-approved hair loss treatment, but they're the generic versions, so you're only going to pay about half the cost, and on top of a great deal comes the convenience. You can do everything online, answer a few questions, snap a few pics of your hair, and then a licensed doctor will review your info and recommend the right hair loss treatment for you, and it's shipped directly to your door. So, uh, big savings with the generic versions, all that convenience. How about more savings to get you started with a special discount. Go to keeps, K-E-E-P-S, keeps.com slash grow. Again, that's keeps.com slash grow. Get 50% off your first order when you go to keeps.com slash grow. Aaron, you may fire
2: when ready. All We will begin with Matt Konecki, who says, and we're going to be reading these first two questions back to back, Steve. Uh, how do you personally keep your sanity when your job is to analyze all the rot that is uh, politics? I mean, it's not something you can get away from in your profession. Uh, followed up by Robert McCann, who says, Steve, where do you find the time for all that you do? Your book and its theology, analysis, family man, knowledge of politics, sports and Christian apologetics is beyond comprehension for one person.
1: Well, that's very, very kind. Um, the 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 first question is why I have trivial pursuits in my life. Um, it's it's why I take a vacation every year. Well, with last year being the exception because obviously of the shutdowns, but it's why I take a, a vacation every year to just sit home with Cadbury mini eggs and a shamrock shake and, and watch the first two days of the NCAA tournament, literally all day long. It's why I still buy the new John Madden football game uh, or the new MLB, the show uh, at night when I'm done and I need to wind down, you know, I'll sit there in the spring and the summertime man, and listen to podcasts that help keep me informed and up to date. But I'll just wind down by playing the entire Detroit Tigers 162 game schedule on MLB The Show. I I um I would encourage those of you men especially who take your responsibilities and stuff in life seriously to put margin in for trivial things. Um it that's what helps keep me sane. The other thing that helps keep me sane Is, and this was especially true when the kids were little, they're not anymore. But when the kids were little, I mean, we, we put a moat around what daddy did and our home life. I think a lot of people, like I'm, I'm kind of shocked and surprised. Anna, Anna has, you know, when she was little, you know, met a James Dobson or a, um, a Mike Huckabee. But I, I'm kind of surprised now that she's an adult when she wants to talk politics with me, how much her views on a lot of things align with mine because she didn't hear us talk politics in the house a lot. Um, the few months that... The final few months I was on the cruise campaign where I was working a lot now from home because the campaign had left Iowa... And so they could overhear conversations and stuff like that. That's the most our children have heard us talk politics in the home like ever. We didn't we didn't want them. One, we figured I needed to have some margin so this would not consume me. Two, we didn't want it to consume them. Three, we wanted them to 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 establish their own identities. Because when you have a, a father like me who has a very public calling and is strong-willed on top of that. You can get a lot of conformity. I really want to please the da- my daddy. I want to please the old man. And then they reach the age where they kind of realize, dude, man, I've, I've, I've been listening to this guy's farts and burps and hypocrisies for the last 13, 14, 15, 20 years. He ain't all that. Why am I, why am I living my life for him? Wait, right? That's natural. And that's where you get into rebellions and all kinds of things. And we just thought we needed them to become their own people. So it's not a major part of our home life. Um, My wife and I will talk about it more now that the kids are a little bit older and and are kind of interested in some of these things. But it's still not even a major topic at home. Uh, And so that helps me to not go insane. I have some sanctuaries of places where I do trivial pursuits. And then my home is a sanctuary for the most part, too. On the other matter, I, I can't really answer your question, dude. I, I just... I, I was made like this, man. It's like asking Shaquille O'Neal. Why do you dunk like that? I don't know. I'm 7'4", 7'3", 300 pounds with 4% body fat. I, I'm just bigger and stronger than everybody else. So I, that's why. I mean, I just... We all have a level of giftedness from our creator. My ability to accumulate mass quantities of information and then repackage them in ways that makes it accessible to other people—that—that that just kind of happens to be mine, you know. I, I you know, you and I've had a, a, some Thank conversations you. the last few weeks because you have been—I mean, Todd's going to get a co-author credit on the forthcoming Fauci book with me. Um. And you've, so you've, I mean, this is the first time you have edited books as I've written them, yes. but this is the first time that you have from ground zero, put one together with me from a book perspective, from a yes. book perspective. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, you've asked me some of these questions the last few weeks and I'm just like, I, I don't oh, know. Well, you know, I just, that's just how I just, I can just do it. I, I was just made like this. It's I don't not know what asked, to
3: say it's not asked the questions because I knew the answers. I, I specifically pulled Steve aside and said, "Just, I mean, I'm honored. I'm thankful. Just like I am with this job. Uh, and one thing Steve never has to worry for me that I had to worry about from other people who's worked in the past, not on this show, but people have backstabbed him. Backstabbed him just because they get like so frustrated and and why can't I be like that? You know, no, settle down, Skippy. It, the simple, you don't try this at home because I've seen it up close and personal. I just to- took Steve aside to just remember." I'm not you and no one is with the amount of RAM and processing power. It's just, it's just, I tell my kids all the time and my kids are pretty talented academically, athletically, all that stuff, but never, ever, ever be intimidated by another person's excellence. It, uh, yeah.
1: Ever. It's, it's something it, yes. to be honored and respected. Like, I mean, you talk about your own daughters. I, it, the idea that someone could run that well—it just doesn't compute with me. And with me. I—I I mean, I—I I look at guys that can that have that can do washboard abs and stuff like that. I mean, you know, I—I'm I, like, how do they do that? You know, um,
3: not intimidate. I should—I I used intimidate. The problem that you've had, never be resentful of it. Yes. That's yeah. the
1: point. Yeah. Because people do all the whole the time. covetousness thing. They want
3: to take you down. So that should be, be like a commandment.
1: S- Don't yeah. covet other people's talents and yes. gifts. Maybe they should... Yes. Some, someone you think? higher than us should command us to not get bogged down. Write it down, down maybe. We'll, yeah. Make that a, a suggestion at the very least. Yes. But, um, I mean, I look at people who can draw. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, I guys, I can do stick figures, you know? And so... Um, I mean I had to pay a buddy of mine last summer to replace my garage door opener. you know we just we just all have our areas of giftedness and this one's mine and luckily or providentially I just happen to be at a place that is one of the few where I could monetize one of my limited amount of gifts um without having to sell my soul at yeah. the pro- at the exact same time there, there are lots of places where I could monetize this gift lots of them. And maybe where I get paid more for, to monetize it. Oh, for but, sure. But the cost would have to be at least a morsel of my soul in the process. But find find your gifts
3: and be every bit as confident in those as Steve is yeah. in
1: his. Because like, I'm confident in the gift giver. That's yes. why. I mean, I kept telling you the entire time. And, and What's funny is we finished this whole project in about three weeks. But see I knew that you were going to have to do the most amount of work because we had already produced all the content that needed to be in this book. It was just going to be going over the last year and assimilating all of it and then packaging it so that I could then frame it into a a book and then update it as we went along. And which you did a great job of. But um, I kept telling you the whole time, yeah, I'm, I'm not I'm not worried. We got plenty of time. Like our initial deadline for this book it was april 15th and you and I, were like "Oh, i don't think we're gonna get done I'm like oh we're gonna get done and easily in fact i told him before i said to the publisher i want to get this thing done before the NSA tournament starts man <laughs> I get done so, so i can chillax all right and watch march madness um i, I have it i have an extremely high amount of confidence in the gift giver that that's where my confidence comes from i just i know that he has gifted me extraordinarily in this area so That's where my confidence resides. That's my point.
3: That gift is not supposed to be unique to Steve Dace. That's yours Mm -hmm. and yours and yours. Everybody is supposed to be that. Moses at the Red Sea. Here I stand. Mm -hmm. Amen.
2: Yep. All right. Moving on. Ace Andrus says, do you think you gain viewers or lose them when you geek out on (laughs) sci-fi?
1: It's funny because if I had to guess, it's probably a, a, a zero net sum. The people that we gain and lose it probably is negative. Um, I know I said a couple of weeks ago that I thought it's probably a major tune-out factor, particularly among the ladies. What do you think happened after I said that? Don't I you? got inundated with emails from ladies that were like, actually, we, I kind of love it when you do that. So, um, you know, it is show business. It is broad casting. We are trying to reach the largest audience we can. But ultimately what i've learned over the years in this business and and i i should have probably you know rush said this from day one and i probably should have just trusted him ultimately it's not the subject matter that we talk about and 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 let me say this with a disclaimer this is the truth of this job but it's a dangerous truth and you and and you have to You have to accept it as the Great Prophets 38 special once saying, you have to hold on loosely, okay? If you fully embrace this, frankly, you become a douchebag, all right? But it is true that it is not the content that drives audience in this, but the content provider who does. Talent is what wins, not content. Uh, Or information, I should say. Talent is what wins, not the information we provide. If I if I provided all the same information but it wasn't entertaining or compelling, people wouldn't tune in. And so I learned ultimately that there's a balance between what am I passionate about and then what are you passionate about. That's why we have a segment called Pop Culture Tuesday. And we don't just geek out about sci-fi stuff every day because I'm trying to balance those interests. If I get a bunch of emails on a topic on a, on a feedback Friday, I will address it. But... Um, that's why we have to be careful. Those that are on this side of the camera microphone, we have to be very careful. We can't be too self-aware about the fact that really we're the reason you tune in, not the information we give. If we, we need to be aware of it. So we're confident in, in, you know, who we are and why we're doing this. But if you're too aware of it, it's, it gets really douchey really fast. And that's where you've run into some people in our business in the past who aren't the greatest people to deal with. They, they, uh, think their own feces doesn't stink.
3: And that's actually what you said out loud is actually why you have the two of us here yep. on camera and the gals before Jenna, us. Jenna Rebecca before you. Because you, you actually yep. decided over time that you're better day, on a day-by-day grind it out when you have the dialogue yes. than just being on.
1: Yeah, it, 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 there's there's a, that's another fine line which you addressed a few minutes ago that ties into this question. I need to have people around me that are not afraid to say, Jane, you ignorant slut okay but they privately or publicly but but it has to be from the motivation of they want the show and the mission of the show to be the best not that they want my seat instead
3: that's exactly okay. right
1: okay and there again that's another fine line be careful
3: because Aaron and I can provide the same information and when you go out of town this, this is undeniably true why we work so well together why we can hold down the fort we we the show would not be nearly as good if it was the Todd and show or if it was the Aaron McIntyre show. It it, it just won it. We're not as good at that independently. And that it's important that you acknowledge that. And because we do, again, the truth, just say it out loud and it'll
1: win. Just let it go. And here's the other truth, though. The, when when I the work that you guys do that that previous question frees me frees my giftedness up to acquire and accumulate even more information. The fact that I, I learned how to produce my own radio show. So I mean if if when we were just a terrestrial show, if somebody got sick or whatever, I, I could run the whole thing while doing the program. This is way beyond me now with a television show, and I don't know the first thing about it but I have the utmost confidence in Aaron that I don't need to worry about it. I can do what I, what I need to do. I know that if my workload is overloaded on the content gathering or the writing front, I know I can outsource that to him and that he knows me and Todd, you know me because there's people listening on a podcast that don't see me pointing at you, that Todd knows me well enough that he can almost do it in my voice or pretty close to it or, 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 or assemble what I want in the way that I would assemble it so that helps to free me up as well you know Um, one of the greatest axioms on leadership I ever read was from the great Alabama football coach Bear Bryant and when he coached assistant coaching salaries came out of the head coach's pocket that head coaches paid the assistants the blaze does not pay Todd and Aaron they pay me I pay Todd and Aaron so I have a similar model okay And so Bear Bryant, you know, used to have a huge, a tremendous track record of hiring assistants who could go on and become head coaches. And one of the time he was asked once what one of his secrets was. And he said, hey, why would I hire people that don't know something unless they know something I don't know or they can do something that I either don't have the time to or can't do? Otherwise, I'm going to keep that money myself. I'm not going to duplicate
2: things. Right. So there you go. All right. Tiny Johnny is next. Who asks, do you think the world of online dating has been a stumbling block or more of a help to men and women looking to get married? Would you recommend your kids try it when they are ready for marriage? This is
1: a very eclectic group of questions that you have chosen this week, Todd. It's your audience, man. I just sorted through it. Um, So I, I, I laughed at online dating. I mean, the audience for this show has grown tremendously in the last year. So, I don't know how many of you know this, but my wife and I met on, it wasn't, I mean, they didn't have dating. This was the AOL chat room and then in the late 1990s version of a Tinder. I don't remember what the chat room was called. I don't know. Pagans and Heat. I don't I don't know what it was. Okay. But um, probably not far off. <laughs> no, it was not that far off. All right. And and it's kind of funny because my wife just revealed to me in the last year, all these years, I did not know this. She just revealed this to me all all these years. I thought that she was the classic female trope of, well, you know, I'm looking for a husband. And so maybe this is my path to grabbing, to grabbing a guy. Okay. And I just found out like in the last year, no, she just thought this was also going to be a random hookup. And, um, uh, 25 years later with three teenagers in a house in the suburbs, here we are. Okay. So I would not recommend that our kids follow in our footsteps. And now that they're all teenagers, they all know the story of how mom and dad met. Um, but I've also met people that have gone through uh, eHarmony the most famous one, but there's others. There's another one called Cupid or something, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Or it's a. Is it OK Cupid? Is that what I'm thinking okay of? OK Cupid. Right. I believe yeah. That these are not meant to be hookup sites, right? There's hookup sites Correct. like your Tinders and Grinders and. Yeah. Um, I had a friend of mine that was belonging to this site called the. Was it the B? Bumblebee. A friend of mine. Bumble. Bumble. Okay, Bumble. Bumble. All right. I I can't keep all these names straight. I'm getting old now. And this friend, I had a friend of mine that belonged to this site and he told me about it and he joined him. He was single and I'm like, I've never heard of it. What is he goes, well, frankly, I I thought it was a place to find a mate and then it turned out it's really just Tinder for professionals that just don't want to admit uh, that that's what it is. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like a high class uh, meat market basically. But um, I mean, I think that if, here's what I think. If I go, to, if I meet, what's the reason I want to meet somebody? I think that's more important than the method of how I go about meeting them. What's the reason I want to meet somebody? The, the reason why I would suggest our children not follow in mom and dad's footsteps is because of all the people that met in the pagans and Heat aol chat room in 1995 and 1996 how many of them do you think ever got married and are be still married what do you think the numbers are I'm guessing it's very very low yep. right and we would not have made it this far um, without the grace of God and frankly there have been times even with the grace of God we were not sure we were going to make it this far. It is hard. It is hard to live with another human being. It is hard to be exposed to the sinfulness of another human being. It's difficult. It's not easy. So, I, I would be more concerned about the, the, the motivation for why I'm trying to meet somebody than the methodology of how I'm going about doing it.
3: Yeah. I get the impression when I, I, I've never used one, but these setup sites, they keep talking about soulmates Mm -hmm. and I don't think that means what you think it means because they, they think there's the perfect algorithm. Love is the thing that actually is the, it's paradoxical and there are supposed to be the thing you do not be unequally yoked. And, but there's other things where, where God says, no, you, you, You two belong together, and I know that might look crazy to others, but my plan is for both of you. And only you two can quite understand it. People will look at it and say, I don't quite get it. But there you are. I think the whole algorithm aspect of how this works in matching people up for a lot of people, I think that leads them down a path where they they just think it's destiny. A path of
1: certainty, Yes. yes. Yeah, maybe the soulmate aspect comes about... And and this is something I've pondered the longer I've been married now. Maybe it comes, maybe that is a metamorphosis and not a match. Meaning that there are initial things that make you a good match. And I'm going to tell you right now, maybe your parents won't tell you this, sexual chemistry is vitally important in any relationship. These aren't the frontier days where pastor had to visit you because the latest home was uh, was 10 miles away by foot. All right? The amount of options that are available to, requ- to, to get fulfillment in that area are at your fingertips in five seconds. The amount of temptation you're dealing with is overwhelming. If you don't have sexual connectivity in your relationship, that is, and I've even said this to my own kids, trust me, they've heard this from me. Good luck. Good luck with that. But, but while that is vitally important in a relationship, that in and of itself will not sustain one. It's hard to sustain one without it, but that in and of itself won't sustain it at the exact same time. And as as I get older, I begin thinking that maybe the idea of soulmates and things of that nature are a metamorphosis, meaning that... Um, you know, Amy just said this to me this morning. We found out uh, some old uh, church friends of ours from the previous church we were at. We found out out of the blue they just got divorced after starting their own church. And she said, I, I think maybe one of the reasons why we we ended up making it when we weren't sure we were going to is we just realized it would be way too hard to completely start over. But that's that's kind of... What I mean by a metamorphosis, that the, the time and investment that you have together, the, the amount of life that you've shared together, the prospect of just ejecting on that, if you stop and look at it analytically, and unfortunately, it's hard to do that when emotions get involved. But if you set, try to set much, as much emotion aside as you can and look at it analytically, that's why the second, to third, the, the, the second marriage divorce rate's higher than the first. Starting all over again, especially as you get older, um, that's hard. I, I would think that's even harder than doing it the first time when you're in your twenties. And that maybe that soulmate stuff is a is a destination that you arrive at because of the amount because of the life that you guys have yep. built together, which you have uh, conquered, served, suffered, struggled in together over that time. Amen.
2: Uh, let's do one more before break. Uh, Justin Rosenberg, I believe the right of a business to conduct itself how it chooses. In theory, it has the right to require customers to wear a mask. But at what point does this become unreasonable? If a supermarket required customers to cut off an arm in order to shop there, there would be mass outrage. Where does a business's domain over its customers end? You answered your own question. So
1: this is not the same as bake the cake bigot because this is going into a store and demanding that they use their proprietary product, their intellectual property, their individual branding and giftedness to validate your beliefs. That's different from a business, though, saying that in order for you to shop here, you have to do that. like putting up a sign that said, um, anybody who doesn't believe that the King James Bible is the only Bible, the one Paul read, can't shop here. Uh, That would be ridiculous.
3: So, and you as a Christian, by the way, should think so. Yes. Some shopkeeper.
1: First of all, that's a ridiculous position. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But yes. Um, the argument they're going to come back with is this is the same as no shoot or no shoes, no shirt, no service. Um, no, it's not because the reason why you, you have those terms of service is, is to avoid, first of all, if you lack those articles of clothing, is it higher or lower the likelihood that some accident or something will befall you to injure you Higher. higher? That's why we invented shoes. For example, Okay, Um, and therefore, if one of those things were to befall you on their property, who then becomes secondarily or primarily liable for that? Well, they do. Right. And that's the argument for the mask. Well, they don't want you catching covid or things of that nature. Which is why ultimately the way to win the argument is to prove that the mask doesn't work. That's why we don't believe on this show. Well, you know, I can't speak for these two. I'm going to speak for me. I don't believe you don't, you don't have a right to be inconvenienced when life is at stake. I don't believe that. I believe life is the highest priority. So I don't believe you have a right to be inconvenienced when life is at stake. If the masks worked, they would still be annoying and on, on the best day and a menace on a hot day. But guess what we'd be telling you to do? I'd be telling you to wear a damn mask. So would I. They don't work. They don't work. So it's not about the nuisance or the menace or to me, it's, it, it's an inconvenience and a menace and a nuisance because I know that you know, and you know that I know that these don't work. And so it's a symbol of something. It's a symbol of servitude. It's a symbol of stupidity. It's a symbol of submission. Three things we reject and pound mercilessly daily on this program. That's why we're so vehemently against it. It's not about the inconvenience it's that they don't work and so it's about the principle more in a moment it's the best tasting protein bar you've ever had it's the healthiest candy bar you'll ever try in fact you may not even be able to tell the difference with our friends over at Built Bar. 160 calories or less in every bar, up to 20 grams of protein in every bar, three to five net grams of carbs or sugar in every bar. That's it. So whether it's low carb, low calorie, Low sugar, whatever lifestyle, healthy lifestyle you're looking to make a change, Built Bar fits in and it'll make you feel like you're cheating with each and every bar you try. Over 20 flavors, all of them covered in real chocolate. The two uh, new flavors out right now, the the chocolate chip cookie dough, uh, the coconut brownie chunk are both absolutely Incredible. I let Todd try one of these. He got tired of hearing me wax poetic. You finally gave it a shot. It lives up to the hype, doesn't it? It's outstanding. Absolutely. So, if you want to give it a shot or you want to come back again, you've tried it before, you want to come back again, whether it's your first or next dose of Built Bar, take 20% off when you use my last name, Dace, D E A C E, when you go to BuiltBar.com, B U I L T B A R. B-U-I-L-T-B-A-R BiltBar.com promo code DACE. I promise you will not regret it. Let's get back to our Monday Town Hall, our MeWe Ask Me Anything edition.
2: We'll go to Robert C. next who asks, who would you pick to be the next Wolverine?
1: You know, I have thought about this quite a bit and my son and I have gone back and forth on this and we we like can't you know what? Here's what I would do. If if they kick him to the curb he's already got the physique for it. He's now a little bit older in his 30s.
3: I know what you're doing here.
1: If they end up kicking him into the which is a stupid move because he's not only great in the role but he wants it and he wants everything that goes along with it. I mean, he's cleaned up his image as a playboy in private and everything else, because Henry Cavill loves being the Man of Steel. He almost talks about it like, "Wow, I, this has made me a, like a made me grow up and become a better man doing this role." Like he fully accepts the innocence of of the symbol of the hero, the altruism the altruism of it. He he loves it. It would be dumb to kick him into the curb to go woke. And then just alienate a whole bunch of people in the process. If they do that, though, over at Warner's, I'm hiring him in a heartbeat. Because if you look at some of his earlier roles, like on that show, The Tutors, where he kind of broke in and stuff like that, that are a little bit more TV MA, a little bit more PG-13, a little edgier. That's kind of, you know, who Logan is. Um, I think he could pull off the rustic he's already got. He would not have to do, I don't know how many of you guys realize this, but Hugh Jackman... Probably had to stop doing this role for his own health because he was regularly. We used the word metamorphosis on another topic last segment. He was going through these on a regular basis because he had to drop all this muscle mass in order to perform on Broadway and do most of his other roles and then put it right back on. And so he was doing this up and down with his physique for the last how many years since he 20 years since he started playing this role? Yeah. Cavill is just now built like a Mack truck. Perpetually, he's already ready for the role, and I think you know, slap a little uh, beard, five o'clock shadow on him. I think he could pull off gruff uh, uh, quite well, and I'd go hire him if if Warner's is stupid enough to kick him to the curb. That's what I would do.
2: Next up. Lori Forbus says, when do we get to name Bill Gates the maniacal lunatic he really is? And what is he doing with all of the farmland he owns?
1: I can't tell if Bill Gates is just an, a know-it-all arrogant nerd with too much money or the Antichrist. I think it's somewhere in between there. You know? I guess we always thought... um, it would be a more out of central casting figure than somebody who looks like he could star in Revenge of the Nerds fourteen as 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 Merle. Um, but um,
3: when you read the buying up the farmland in light of what I think Aaron had on his monta- montage about him advocating for the fake meat, yeah,
2: I'm seeing advertisements for that. I mean, stuff, different brands. You want me to blow everywhere. your mind about the buying up of
1: the farmland? You guys ready to have your minds blown on this? Oh no! not know. Okay.
2: So you guys know we
1: did our uh, countdown of favorite movies. Uh, have we aired that special episode yet, by the way? Is that one of the I special movies? So. Okay. We've only done one. The, all right. Okay. Because we've got all these special episodes in the can that you guys just haven't seen yet. I can't remember if the one of my movie countdown is one of the ones we, my favorite movies of all time. But you guys remember what my number one rated horror film ever was, right? Mm-mm. The original Omen was my number one all-time favorite horror film. All right. And so a lot of people know the original Omen, very famous horror film from the seventies, right? Won a Academy Award uh, for the score where they basically came up with their own Ave Maria for Satan. Okay. Um, and then the second movie where you know, it's not quite as good, but it's also a pretty famous horror film. Then Damien's now stepping into puberty to accept the fact that he is going to be the Antichrist. What a lot of people don't know is that there was a third Omen film made. This was actually like Sam Neill's very first starring role as a young actor right out of the UK, is that he played the grown-up, Damien now is a grown-up. Now, the movie's not good. It flopped at the box office because they it, it, where they were so loyal to... Um, that particular translation of revelations source material. And so they, they brought in a lot of that religious audience to these films. They totally deviated from it. They created like this order of Catholic monks who could like stop um, uh, uh, the, the, um, uh, the Antichrist as an adult, once he's totally ascended. And then at the end, like he gets taken down by Christ, but it's just like a bright light. And that's a really lame scene. Um But the reason I bring this up is because in the third Omen film, how, what does, what does Damien do? He hints at it, and in in, it's hinted at in the second Omen movie that they want to do something about, which was a big issue in the 70s and well into the 80s, which was um, third world starvation, like in Africa, right? And it's hinted at as like a little subplot in Damien the Omen 2, And then the head of Thorn Industry says, no, we're not going to do that. We've got other things and rejects it. Well, in the Omen 3, now that he's in charge of the company, what they do is this goes from a, a company of technological advancement. Are you guys ready for this? This goes from a company of technological advancement, you know, like a Microsoft. And it evolves into buying up almost all the farmland in Africa and Asia under the auspices that they are going to do genetically modified foods like an impossible burger in order to feed all these people that are starving in these third world countries but it's really just about acquiring all this land for political purposes in order to set the stage for world dominion and domination so this is hell this is literally the plot of the of the of the um not much seen Damien the omen three how the antichrist in the trilogy comes into adulthood to assume his role of dominion in the world is exactly what you're watching play out right now with bill gates in real time how weird is
3: that the asker of this question is at home right now in the corner sucking their thumb (laughs) and rocking back (laughs) i knew it
1: yes there's a mixture of fright and pride that they stumbled on something and like oh bleep I stumbled on something yes
2: um we'll go to Janet Pattison who says the Jewish people celebrate Passover each year remembering how God used Moses to lead the people out of slavery why don't American Christians celebrate the emancipation each year to remember how God used America to declare the end of slavery
1: uh that's an interesting question um I would say, I thought the question was going to be, should American, should American Christians celebrate Passover? Um, because obviously Jesus would have celebrated Passover. The first reference that I know of, or the only reference I know of in the New Testament to Hanukkah, is Jesus. It's mentioned of Christ going to the temple for the temp, for the Festival of Dedication. I believe in one of the Gospels. So I thought that was the question we were going to get because I've actually pondered that myself. I've actually I've been invited to some seder's in the past. I just I, I, my schedule did not allow me to go. Um, the other question. I think is a great idea, but again, I, I would be careful because I, I I think while the church played the predominant role in the abolitionist movement and the ending of the blight of slavery in America, it, I, I do not make a moral equivalency between that and we're not a direct covenant people is what I'm trying to say. Americans are not a direct covenant people of God. Our founders emulated some of that covenantal history in trying to invoke the favor and providence of God with faithfulness. They 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 tried to emulate it, but weren't. But at, that at best at best that's what it is. We're not we're not a directly covenant people of God, and so as long as. It's God getting the credit for what He did through the church in America. I'm okay with it, but if if it's if it's America, oh, I don't want to say America first because in other context, I'm totally okay with that. But does that if if no. America is given the prime spot, then I think you get to a dangerous place potentially, where your own patriotism patriotism devolves into nationalism and then devolves into an idolatry. Does that make sense yeah yeah we're not a direct covenant people of god and that's not my opinion that's a fact like gravity is not my opinion where we're, it, it is we're not a direct covenant people of god we're not israel we're not a new israel we're not the new testament church we were founded by people inspired by those covenants or were themselves parts of those covenants And so we are a civic emulation of those, of those covenantal foundations, but we're we're not a a covenant or a covenantal branch unto itself.
3: Also, the term celebration it it's such a national stain. It took so much to overcome to to celebrate it annually. Is you know. Sorry we did that to you. And before you laugh, just look at the various ways we try, at least around the specificity of the Emancipation Proclamation. It's why I thought the question made sense. But look at all the ways we try to conjure up that conversation these days. How's it going for us? It's more ridiculous now than ever. So I, I think there's people perhaps realize there's all kinds of landmines and maybe the best we do is... Get on with our lives
1: and hope to do better. Now we, there is Juneteenth, which is a celebration of emancipation. A better argument could be made: should we be more involved in those kinds of celebrations? Because here's what I'm tired of. I I'm I I, I started my career trying to get white folks and black folks in the church together more. That was that was my initial mission of activism on this show. When it was just a local show, that was the first area where I stepped out of I'm just a talk show host into this is, we got to do better than this. Okay? And now I'm at the point. Somebody sent me a note the other day. Hey, you didn't. I noticed you didn't say anything about MLK's birthday. Nothing about Black History Month. You guys have been here long enough to know. I used to do something on MLK's birthday like every year, and you guys used to listen to the show mm-hmm. when I did something on like MLK's and read birthday. A letter every from year.
3: Birmingham Jail out loud, and, and, and you know? I
1: said this. It, it, this thing's become so contrived now. Yes, exactly. That I'm, I'm tired of being told it's 1955 everywhere I go. Yep. Watched the NBA All Star Game with my son last night. We had a hoot, and, except during the commercial breaks. Okay, because. I mean, the commercial breaks, the game, it looked like I was watching a 21st century game on the court. Steph Curry throwing half-court shots in just because he was fun, okay? But then when they went to the commercial breaks, it was like it was 1955. And is there, is there something that's pre-established like a Juneteenth that we could, we could involve ourselves more in to push back on that? Because I think that's, that is just as toxic as racism because it's another type of it. That that will that absolutely the idea that nothing's changed, nothing's any better, it's the worst it's ever been for race relations, that kind of stuff, that will wreck us every bit as much as Jim Crow and the Civil War almost did, just from the other side of the street. So, I think that's a interesting question. Hey, if you want to stop giving your money to businesses that hate you, Uh, I've got some great news to share about our friends at Patriot Mobile. They just expanded their coverage dramatically, so it's going to make it easier for even more Americans to dump big-name carriers who charge you too much anyway while they're donating your money to the causes that uh, hate your way of life. That's why you want to partner with Patriot Mobile. They never send a penny to the spirit of the age, and they never silence you. Uh, You can switch with confidence because they use the same network As the large providers, but they charge much less. And switching is easy. Keep your own phone. Bring your own phone if you want. um, Or keep your phone number. Buy a new phone. Whichever you prefer. Build your own bundle with multi-line discounts. You can save even more. Uh, Also, veterans, first responders. You go to the front of the line with savings. You get your own discount as a way of saying thank you for your service to the country. Just go to PatriotMobile.com slash Steve to learn more. Or to find out about this month's uh, free premier activation, where they set up the phone line for you and then give you a special gift. That's this month's promotion. They set the phone up for you with a special gift when you go to patriotmobile.com/slash steve. That's patriotmobile.com/slash steve, or give them a call at nine seven two patriot. Again, that's nine seven two patriot. Gentlemen, any thoughts before we head out of here for the day?
3: Uh, well, as always, uh, lots of good questions, way more, uh, and, and in every single medium, we try out way more than we are capable of uh, getting to. We never get through them all, so just keep bringing them. It's fun.
2: Agreed. It's always uh, always fun to uh, put Steve on the spot. I would say um, um, eschatological questions, We've had uh, we've had not very many of those, so maybe next week. Uh, you can just—I'm looking directly at Steve right now as I'm saying this, and he's burning, burning a hole into my soul. You know as what, I say though? That. Maybe it's time. <laughs> I'm just
1: kidding. No, you know, I, you, know I'm, I, you know, maybe we should do
3: ex- color-coded rapture
1: charts. Ex- explicitly power. a Q and A on end times questions. Oh God. <laughs> it. Oh. Have mercy, Todd says. (laughs) Have we not all suffered enough? (laughs) I thought you said 2021's getting better. (laughs) Liar! Uh, We're going to stick around and record the overtime for Blaze TV subscribers. For the rest of you, we'll see you tomorrow. John 317.
0: This is Steve Dace.
2: On the Blaze Radio Network.